Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Our week today. Used to be last week today, but now it's our week today. O-W-T. Yeah, our week today. So we got to get rid of all the, the John Oliver jokes, all the other stuff that may or may yeah. not have fit the narrative. Gibson. <laughs> all right, so this is episode two. Yeah, oof, yeah, we're in it. In five. No, it's, our, it's we're, 30 we're, in. we're 30 seconds in. We're in 30 seconds in. We're going live. Fuck it, we're going live. Uh, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Just, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Why would I agree to let you write it if you can't even read it? Let's go OWT. <laughs> yeah. Into our week today. Right. And uh, today we're in the middle of downtown Orlando. That's right. We're, we're a little bit south of Lake Eola, if you guys know where that is. We're about eight floors up. We're checking out the beautiful skyline. Beautiful I can see my old office. We talked about it a little bit last time. The SunTrust building, that corner. About five, five or so uh, floors from the top. I found out that Orlando has the most uh, national traffic of people. Really? Which is insane. So it's just a river of tourists and transients. And tourists. Yeah. And then that I found sense. out that South Florida is number one for international. That makes sense too. So Florida has two of the top. Mm-hmm. They have this, the, the city where yeah. the most people go in and out of and like visit. Right. Well, you think for each adult, there's probably at least two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And Orlando is just the, the family, family event center of the world, I guess you could say. I can't think of anywhere else that is that more diversely visited from different places around the world. So it, it's it's growing quite a bit and uh-huh. it's getting some national attention for mm-hmm. that, but I feel like it's still a slow build. It's weird. It's, it's weird. It's like the smallest big city. It is. Right. And it's gonna be like a powerhouse, I think, in the East Coast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of uh, the way that this territory is, you have a lot of cities in the suburbs around it that can hold big facilities and I think mm-hmm. that big companies are gonna see yeah. That the cost of living is not like San Francisco mm-hmm. or Austin or Denver or these other places that have skyrocketed recently in right. these new hubs. But there's places that are really desirable here too. And the problem with that is, of course, there's not a lot of space in those areas. They're still, like, if you look out west Orange County out there, they're just building houses and houses and houses. And what they're not doing is preparing for that with infrastructure. So they're not building, like, a sunrail expansion. They're not... Um, widening the highways or the toll roads, they're just going to see what happens in five years. And there's going to be a million more people in this area. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to believe. but yeah, That's what we are. Um, so, we are coming at you from Orlando. Um, quite quite the week. No yeah. more Game of Thrones to talk about. Uh, I know thank that you were watching. Yeah, that. spoiler alert, I'm like halfway through season four. Season four, so we're getting them there. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say whatever you want, because I'm certainly not... You met a not... White Walker already, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Dead, 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 dead. Dead? Yeah. Dragonglass? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> I guessed. I guess. Good guess. No, I've seen, I've seen the... Uh... You've seen the whole thing, right? Yes, I did. Mm. A lot of bitch in this season. But I, I don't want to s- spoil it for you, <laughs> because you're in season four, and you're, you got quite the journey, young man. My my young apprentice, stand by me. Be brave. Have you seen Barry? No, and I've heard that's great. I love I love Bill Hader. It's I love not a bad show. 
He's, so he's really people funny. People are out there. There was a show that was following Game of Thrones, which is a hard follow. Because I didn't even know that. I mean, how many people do you know that like, get together to watch a show at all anymore? I, I know that we had some friends out in Texas who used to watch Walking Dead religiously until probably like two or three years ago. But they had a group of people that got together. They did they, their makeup and, and stuff? No, no, no. Not like a cosplay. <laughs> that, that would be weird. Uh, and I wouldn't put it past them, but I just don't think they're that serious about it. But um, with Game of Thrones, it's kind of a funny story. My, I have a coworker and I have a, a very small team. So we all know each other pretty well. But this, this girl is a little bit younger than us, and she is throwing um, – she's basically her wedding planner slash like maid of honor for her sister, her, her baby sister. So she has two sisters, and this is her youngest, her youngest sibling. And so they have the, the shower on like a Saturday night, and the, her whole house is decked out in wedding stuff. And there's all this food. But then she's like, what – she wakes up the next day and is like, I have so much stuff to take care of. You know, I think I'd rather do is just throw a, a watch party for that show, for Game of Thrones. And so she just has all these people come over and they eat up the rest of her food and help her take the decorations down. <laughs> so. Smart move on her part. Smart move. I haven't seen that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this extra stuff? Well... What else? We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. We, we, we tried to set a precedent last time by giving you a taste of where the conversations would go and how, like, at times you might say, okay, you guys are getting a little bit too serious. But, I mean, that's kind of like the point is to give you something that can make you think. Yeah, we right? can go from, from zero to 100 real quick. So that's right. We can talk about anything. Um, did, you did send me an email. I did. And uh, I was going to ask you if there's anything – from it that you'd want to just bring up and oh my gosh so so it. it goes it goes pretty back and forth and i tried to find some interesting stories that are by their very nature controversial and could have some way for you to understand and react to it immediately so i'll do my best from the first couple that i remember the first one was uh so volkswagen and microsoft got together last year and partnered on connected cars, basically. So okay. Volkswagen wants to build, and this is, you know, it's, it's a really long article, really good, good information, but uh, it, it gave background about how the partnership is gonna say, or it, the goal is to help this uh, connected uh, slash full electric fleet, all that stuff, um, you know, wireless charging for cars. They, they really thought of everything. But the biggest thing is that Volkswagen is all in on Drivers being okay with their data being captured, stored, saved, uh, shared, all that other stuff. And Microsoft is helping them to do that. Tesla does that. Right. And that, that Tesla was the, uh, the pioneer. But every car company now thinks that they have to do that because that's the way that information is going to be used in the future. And so the article was really like half and half. It was like... We understand that this is the industry standard now, or it will be soon. It will be. But Volkswagen has a unique opportunity because they're the first ones that are doing it on a large scale. And so they have – and by unique, I mean they could look at it from the other direction because there are people kind of like me. And I don't know why it kind of appealed to me. It's kind of like just happened that way. But I don't necessarily need my car to record and send and share information. 
about me. Then you won't so, be able to have a car that drives itself. Right, right. And, and that's, that's fine. Your yeah, yeah. So I mean they what they could do is have a box on your order form for a car that says, I do not want that any uh, that modem. I don't want any connection to the internet. I want everything else except that. And if they don't do that, then some other company is going to be the niche. And they're going to say, we build cars that do not connect you to the internet. Connected to right. And they're going to sell, even if it's 1% of the car market, that's enough to stay alive as a company. All the Snowden people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's what that is about. What do you think about that? Um, that's very interesting. And, and I think that it's not... It's not anything uh, earth-shattering in the fact that, like we're saying, Tesla already does everything right. that they're just catching up. Right. So that what that tells me is that Microsoft um, and other car companies are all coming out with their versions of automated cars. I think sure. that's, that's the end game. Yeah. Um, I recently saw that Tampa got chosen to be the test mm-hmm. site mm-hmm. and pilot program for self-driving 18 wheelers. Right. So we're, we're almost at that level. Which Tesla makes. Correct. Right. Now, specifically in what you brought up, they have you by the balls because they are saying that we need all your data for you to enjoy this feature. Right. If you don't want this feature then, then you, and you don't want to share your data, then this car's not for you. Right. You're going to be a fucking shift, a shift changer. <laughs> You're going to have a name and shit in the future. You're going to right. call you the non-green gasoline-powered guys. Happily. <laughs> Happily. Cars are all going to go up as a commodity. I yeah. think that they're all going to go up significantly in value. I personally think that stick shifts, everything, just like just like on TV, how you see ponchos and there's certain items that go up in value. Cars are, I feel that gasoline-powered cars are going to be right. something very special. Well, I thought you said poncho, like <laughs> poncho via or like poncho that you wear when it's raining, so you said pawn show. Pon, yeah, the okay. pawn stores. <laughs> the, yeah, the ball guy okay. and chummy and shit. But back to the whole thing, um, yeah, you're gonna have to give up your data. That's, that's yeah. gonna be their trade off. If you're gonna buy a new car, it's gonna have to be connected. They don't have any other way because they, have, they open themselves to such a high liability with self driving cars. Mm-hmm. They need every single piece of information they yeah. can have that yeah. might make that technology better. Well, it's not just that, but it's the surrounding markets that are going to benefit from car companies and getting you make money selling that data. Right, and that's how they fund it. That's yes. how they fund the next. So phase you're going to make money selling that data as well, but you're going <laughs> to use it all as the cover of we need it for for your safety. That's right. That's right. So we can keep you safe. And why, why wouldn't well, it be? That is what it is. You know? Well, that's Tesla true. Does that. That's true. That's true. And, and if I ever needed to make a change to something, I used to work for a, a major healthcare company, now the biggest one in the world, I'm not going to say it, but we had a, a lot of quality issues that could impact patient safety. That's crazy. And whenever I saw an opportunity, I said, well, if you don't do this, if you don't make this change, then not only could this happen again, but... The outcome could be a you know five million dollar, fifty million dollar, five hundred million dollar lawsuit. So, I would invoke patient safety. I would say you need to do this because somebody could get hurt or killed, and it always worked. Always worked. Always worked. So there you go. Yeah, that that <laughs> those are numbers. Now you're speaking their terms. Right. Once you show them that the the potential loss of the lawsuit of death or yeah. 
something to lose on. Right. Fuck that. So. All right, well, that was the first of two that I can remember off the top of my head. The, sec the second one, I'll have to look back at the email, but I'm going to turn it over to you after I get... Let me get this next one out, just yeah, so you can remember. One. Okay, so we talked about how California last week, last month almost, a few weeks ago, we talked about how California has a, a pretty legit university system. They're not the best anymore, but it starts with what the public education system is and can do. And so I found this article, of course, about more controversy, in which a breast cancer patient, so she's going through chemo, and she's out of sick time, has to pay for, out of her own pocket, a substitute for her class if she wants to keep her job. And this is a, Sa a San Francisco teacher in like an eighth or ninth grader, I can't remember. It's either late middle school, or early high school. And of course, there are nuanced and different rules for a union run you know situation like that in which they can basically uh, teachers can donate sick days to one another and they can do like fundraisers and uh, you know kickstarters gofundmes to make sure that that gap is filled in but i just found that so striking that one of the bluest states probably the bluest state says that if you get breast cancer you have to pay for your own sub while you're doing treatment that's, that's crazy right and it's a state law it's not even like san francisco san it's not even like wow. a county or like the school board rule it's a state law how messed up is that <laughs> it's just another example of them screaming save the electoral college don't ever oh. go popular vote. That, that was a jump it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy all i see is the craziest shit shit coming out of California. Oh my god. Like I love I love York looking York, at it, but the New York Times just turned on them. Really? The New York Times is very it's a Mexican owned newspaper. I did not know that. It, Carlos is it Slim? Slim. Slim. Yeah. My man. The Hancho. That's his that's his that's his that's his El Gordito. Uh, that's one of his uh, assets that's a wing. Yeah. Of his of his uh, book. It hasn't made money. Of his portfolio. Forever. It's a wing that is yeah. power. Yeah. And it's he just power. fuck if it doesn't make money. Yeah, it doesn't care. Bezos it's just by the, the, uh, the Washington Post because he likes newspapers. <laughs> likes Nobody like likes newspapers. Nobody <laughs> likes journalists. He bought a, he bought a legendary <laughs> newspaper yes. at a deal yes. to be his propaganda machine. Yep. You're able to control that. And there's 5% of it that's still, like, legit journalism. And the rest is, this is why you should pick up this new product. <laughs> this is why you should get into this business. Some of them have a hard time selling out. Those yeah. are the OGs that turn into the internet newspaper icons. Some of them, the, the Rolling Stone has some hard fighters right now that seem yeah. to be going against the grain. Yeah. Which is really weird because they're a pretty shitty, shitty sellout mag, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but where were we going with all that? Oh, I was just saying that that that, that was the California tangent. Oh yeah, we can call it that. But I just wanted to get your. You I know. get so heated that I just oh, lost that's, my, that, my my train of thought. That's why we're on it. Yeah, that's no, California is an interesting place, man. And yeah, that's that's a crazy law. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm hoping they sort that out because it's. I mean, when you think about and, and this as us being outsiders, we have very little to no influence or you know, I mean, we have an opinion, but there it is. Um, education is supposed to be one of those things that's like universally prized, right? And I think that state has a lot of people who try to do the right thing in supporting 
education and supporting kids coming up and learning and getting ready for the next phase or chapter of their lives. But if you do not take care of the teachers, if you do not take care of the role models and the people that your kids perhaps are going to be studying under and learning from and potentially even like learning more of a moral code and more of an understanding of the way that life is and the world works, then it's probably not going to work out in that generation's favor. And so I feel, you know, that's an opportunity that has to be taken care of. It has to be fixed. It has to be fixed. Yeah. So let me, let me turn it over to you. I wasn't going to, I, I did not have that New York Times article, but it has oh, okay. to do with, it's so shocking because it had to do with them calling out certain what they call progressive policies that okay. hurting California specifically. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a, dile- it's a, it's a dilemma that a lot of people are, are not being um, exposed to. It's not just the homelessness. It's not the needles in San Francisco on the floor. It's not it's the not public the defecation. Shit. A lot of yeah, exactly. You're being nice about it, but the shit they got they got shit cleaning crews for the streets. Like they have to have that special division now. And they get paid a lot. They get paid quite a, a bit of money, money just to it's like hazard to pay. clean stuff out, and it has to do with you know. I'm not going to blame it all on the city because of how quickly the wealth came into those areas. True. That's not normal no. to have a Silicon Valley open no. in your backyard. No. And, and, and that could and happen. And there's unintended consequences, which right. I won't blame on liberal and progressive policies right. per se, but they're not handling it correctly, you know? And that that part of the country where these policies are hurting their people there is no like middle class in San Francisco anymore. I mean, it really if, isn't. If you owned a, a place in the like eighties, then you can probably still afford a house. If you're not a millionaire, if you're not, if you're moving out, or you're too. It's affecting you know, businesses. Right, There's a legendary right. comic club in an area that's being bought out. Really? So they're moving it out. Chappelle's trying to save it. A couple wow. people. Okay. It's a very, very famous San Francisco comedy club that like comics love yeah. to visit. Um, just a goofy, on a, on a lighter note, your boy Harrison Ford. Like my, my boy. Yeah, he came out and said that nobody should ever play Indiana Jones after him. Okay. Well, you, I think we live in an era where. How does he feel about Sean Patrick Flannery? I think the <laughs> <laughs> young Indiana Jones or whatever it was, Harry like Cena, like oh. they're to a transsexual superstar. Oh, well, I mean, I can see that. I can see that. Everybody I can see, that. Can see, I can see it. Like they already talked about. I mean, they already had a movie where he had a long lost son. So how far fetched is it that either he had a daughter or a granddaughter? Because I mean, he had, it was with different women in every movie. His exact, his quote was, <laughs> nobody is going to be Indiana Jones. Don't you get it? Ford said with a smile during an appearance fri- on Friday on the Today Show. I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. Interesting. And he's 76. Well, I mean, he's still making, he's making another Indiana Jones movie. Yep, that comes out in the summer of 2021. When he will be... <laughs> I can't remember his birthday, so well, he's, he's my boy, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be he's going to be seventy eight when it comes out. Right? Correct. So, is he putting a plug in it? 
RSC saying, I'll leave myself open until... I'll, I'll continue to play that character until I die. He's going to do that, and then no one's going to come out with a copy, but after he dies, that's open game. I feel that he's not going to have the power to say, no one can ever play me. It could be his daughter, this powerful lesbian. Just come, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just giving some shout-outs to the LBGTQ community. Oh, word? So I'm saying that there's ideas out there that can fit different narratives. Oh, I thought you were saying he actually has a lesbian daughter. No, I'm saying he could oh, okay. in the movie. Maybe. And she becomes uh, Indiana. Fontisha Jones. <laughs> In Diana Jones. The worst porn ever. <laughs> That's her name. So yeah, there's that silly story. Um, there's more serious stuff that we don't have to get into how we're sending no, we do. a thousand troops. We do. 1,500. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not, not there, not but there, probably to the, the region, yeah. Now, there was this lady who... Basically dressed up like a a sheriff's deputy. Okay. And what she did that was they had a plan. I don't know if these skills are used for something that society needs. But what she was doing is she was getting her boyfriend out of jail. Uh, I think I so heard about this. So this is a true story. Yeah. Turns out of Arkansas. Of course it was. Ar- Arkansas man. Exactly. I mean, Florida is <laughs> the king, of course. But Florida's on the map for some good things, and we'll, we'll bring some of those good things here in, in a moment. Uh, she's been sentenced to 15 years in prison. That's it? After she pleaded guilty to forgery and third-degree escape and second-degree criminal impersonation. So, hold on. You, you can dress up like a cop, and that's enough to, like, get you in the door? You don't have to have any kind of—I mean, it is Arkansas, but you don't have to have, like, keys or an ID or anything like that. Did it, does it talk about how she maybe used uh, like a laminating device to make an ID or anything like that? Does she have anybody on the else on the force that she like lifted something from, like stole? She a, a she gun belt or somehow she's so slick. She was actually it looks like she was in jail. Feldstein, who had been bonded out of jail just hours before, called the Washington County Jail, saying she was a Ventura County deputy, mm-hmm. L. Kershaw. Officials realized two days later that they had been duped when a real Ventura County deputy called in to pick up Lowe. So she fucking, she oh. got out of jail and immediately went into this emergency plan. Well, she had that to find her, been, she got her boyfriend out. drugged out on a binge. Wow. That sounds like either high coke binge or like even meth. Okay. You have that much energy and that type of creativity. So wait. she got meth? out of jail and immediately made the call. <laughs> meth makes you creative? Um, okay. you. All right, it's it's an amphetamine, right? So that's the same the same class of drugs, same group of drugs as Adderall. Sam Tripoli and, says that yeah. meth is someone taking coke and saying, "I can make this perfect, mm. and we can make it better." Okay, well, credit to her for doing what she had to do. Meth makes you do crazy projects, and you'll never finish them. You know what? If there was only one that could force you to finish whatever you're doing and then you could just be <laughs> it's terrible so they were out for a month and then they got arrested a month later i can't believe it i can't believe they even got out they did it they went it they did it and imagine geez, if they had gotten out of the country a little chubby blonde chick no they didn't have that type of skill set this was... huh. so they can break someone else out of jail fit being a fake cop but you can't get across the border no some people just don't know how to live i don't know 
Now, some online, and this is very controversial, so we try not to get into politics all the time, but uh, we need to, we will go there. We have, yes. No one can control the week, and we always talk about what's going on in the week. And right now, that's one right. of the reasons that Florida's back on the map, and like I said, he's being called the best governor in the nation. Some people say that that's bullshit. The Santos signs a ban on childlike sex dolls. Yep. I think that's which, a great Which move. is perfect. That's Some a, people will that's, argue that's common sense and say government. that aren't you, you, you. Kids, aren't you putting kids' health in danger? Yeah. That that these people are getting better by wanting to fuck dolls that look like oh, kids? Oh my god, it's so gross. <laughs> like I, can't, so I can't believe that. Some well, people I mean, should, you should just put cops on them. Uh, you should. See who's buying these things. I mean, I think that there's a start with having like a sex offender registry. That's, that's a start, but it's not like there's always going to be that kind of danger. And it's going to get, I mean, doing the right thing by uh, prohibiting the sale of certain products that encourage that kind of behavior is, it's a start, but it's not going to eliminate that kind of behavior or that kind of psychological difference and that's a euphemism I know but I mean we talked about it a little bit last time what would you do if someone came after your family member or your daughter or whatever and at being on an, an offender list is not going to keep somebody from having thoughts and it's not going to keep somebody from having uh, the ability to act on those in, impulses or urges or whatever so what's the answer like I mean you don't get thrown in jail immediately right for thinking something like there's no there's no thought police like that, so... <laughs> Just to finish up on this story, a legislative analysis of the bill said that child-like sex dolls imported from China, Japan, and Hong Kong are becoming increasingly prevalent in the U.S. Oh, that makes they sense. They are part of what has become a $15 billion sex toy industry, according to the analysis. So our, the governor of this state said, fuck that. If it's illegal for you to buy ones that look like you're fucking little kids. I'm okay with that. I think that that's a great move. I agree. And I think that they should take a little bit of whatever data they have on the people that already bought them, put those names to the side, we can go visit those later. Well, is that more of an investment for those people, or is it for personal consumption? God, it's disgusting. But it's when you think about it, it's like... Why else do, would you buy no, a child's No, sex do, because they're illegal now. In Florida. Right? That they're illegal in Florida. So Correct. <laughs> that is I don't think there's going to be the same demand for child sex dolls as there is for, you know, medical marijuana, but <laughs> it's not going to be like a, a regulated dispensary. <laughs> you normally get off of work around five, right? Yeah, ish. Ish, right? Ish. Now, now imagine your wife is still not home. Mm-hmm. Ooh. On one day at work, you now, now, now I like what you're thinking. <laughs> and then you realize that the place looks cleaner than when you left it. Right. So you were the last person to leave the house, uh -huh. see how it looks like, and when you come home, you notice that the place is spick and span, spick and span absolutely shining, top to bottom, which better. it never is because I'm always pissed off about it. Now, what would you, what would you think? Because <laughs> you would, would you call your wife? Would you say, "Were well, you here?" You know that there's been work put in. I don't know. There's a couple things that you could do. But if it was cleaner than normal, if there wasn't the usual, there wasn't, did I say wasn't? If there wasn't the usual, like, clutter, then I'd probably be like, I'm going to step away from my house right now. Because there's probably somebody still here. And I think that that's a very normal reaction to coming home, especially in a nice house like yours. 
and seeing that the place has been done up yeah. and clean. So this actually just happened to a Massachusetts man who came home and said that someone broke in, cleaned his house, and left without stealing anything. Whoa. Yeah, so he That's went in there. creepy. He said the visitor made his beds, he vacuumed his rugs, scrubbed the toilets. Nice. The stranger even folded the toilet paper into roses as a final touch. He posted an image of the decorative creation on Facebook. I'm confused. Where is this going? My point is, this is still a crime. Yep. But Straight beanie, right? Are you are you feeling the same way if he did rob you? Don't you feel better that you weren't robbed and this guy put effort into cleaning your place? I feel like that was more of like a... Or do you still want to move because you're broken into? You're not going to be able to move that fast, are you? Unless you really... I don't know. The way I would see it, and this is this is a movie script that's writing itself. For all you listeners out there who, who would like to be uh, movie writers, uh, let's start with this. It's the serial killer who cleans the houses before before the uh, the victim gets home. Here, this is for you. And can you imagine? Can you imagine? Imagine if you will. Just. The creepy, the the unsettling feeling that would come over you if you knew you had like a serial, like killer, stalker, whatever, who was meticulous and like just knew that you would realize that you were the target or that you were, that your house had been the scene of something else. Maybe I don't know. That's a crazy idea, and. I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty freaked out if I if I got like a text message from some number that I didn't know and said, it's basically like getting a video of your like you're making dinner and there's a hidden camera in your house and you like get a video on the internet or whatever you get a, an email with a video attachment it's like you know I by the way like I know who you are I know where you live and there's nothing that's keeping me from touching you. You know what I mean? That's, That's the creepiest thing I can think of. But to put it like, for, for someone to be like anal retentive and just polish the, the marble, uh, the island in your kitchen and like mop the floors and keep everything just really nice. And that must have taken all day. Toilet right? Or into roses. Yes. And just like stitch it up so nicely. Beautiful. Nice. That's creepy. I don't like it. The closest thing I've had to anything like that in real life is I worked with ADT for 14 years. Oh, yeah, so you saw some stuff. A national security company Mm -hmm. that is like over 130 years old. Right. And I remember working next to this guy that was kind of like a gym rat, you can say, he looked like, and he had a pretty strong personality. Right. But he was good at his job of being like a salesman, but you can tell he was a little bit sleazy. But he still did good. Yeah. Where his sale, but but this just shows in in that type of atmosphere, if you pay attention to how they treat other humans, right. it also shows who they are in their life. That is true. So I didn't realize I think so. that. Because yeah. he is a little bit sleazy, but he was really good in sales. Right. But he was a little sleazy. Now, at a party one time leaving, it was an apartment complex by the University of North Florida, UNF, and... The one and only. The one and only. Go uh, Peacocks. The <laughs> the peacock. Go Cockbirds. Something like that. Some crazy <laughs> shit. 
So anyways, we're leaving this party. Long story short is that it's in an apartment complex. Yeah. And the parking's closed. And while we're getting out, a car doesn't stop. And it kind of just goes just cruises, like, cruises by. right by yeah. us. He took offense to it. Okay. So this guy, Damien, took offense to it. Allegedly. The first time, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I was there, so I'm waiting to see So okay. this isn't allegedly. This really happened. Um, I'm watching this guy follow the car that walked, that drove by us. He's saying, hey, bud, hey, bud, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, He's cursing yeah, at him. Yeah. The guy's ignoring him, just walking to his apartment. He okay. walked into his apartment. So Damien goes, okay, I see how it is. So he walks back towards the parking lot, away from this guy's apartment. Right. He sees a pickup truck, and in the back of this pickup truck, it happens to have a plant base, one of those sure. clay ones. Sure. The nice red one. Yeah. He picks it up. He goes by the guy's car and he bashes the fucking back window Oof. with it. And I go, oh shit. And he just starts running to his car, run to my car. And I'm like, this guy was normal at every moment in life. He's just a little bit sleazy on the phone sometimes. Uh-huh. But up to this point in life, I've never seen the side of him. So, and he just bashed the back of a window from a guy that like didn't hit us, wasn't super close, where you could where you had to like, take it no. that far. And he did this in front of me. The reason I mention this is because later on I'm reading a newspaper article. Okay. And it talked about the uh, apologetic burger. And it talked about this guy that would go into Panera Bread and other businesses and say, I'm sorry that they're making me do this. They have my daughter. And he has to tie people up and he's robbing the place and he's taking yeah. the money. And he's doing this, and it's the apologetic burger. They want to catch him. He's been doing a couple places, and right. then I find out it's fucking Damien. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same, guy. It's the same fucking guy. And I'm like, holy shit! The fucking world. Like, that's me in my early twenties getting a reality like hit into mm-hmm. me hard and like I was with yeah. this guy you had no idea he was capable oh, I had my no God. idea I just thought he was actually kind of cool yeah other than like when you go back and look at some of the small details right that's where you see the sleaziness converts all the way to this motherfucker being a professional burglar who right. has to do jail and shit did you ever like you were for ADT for how many years several like 14 14 so that's that's a career almost uh, it was definitely a career. So, going on that note, did you ever see pictures of like mug shots of coworkers or former coworkers that you were like, "Whoa, I didn't realize that." Because I have. He's one of the top ones. Right. I mean, for you to be like a burglar that they've been looking for, mm-hmm. and then they finally catch you, and that's how I found out that it's you. You used to yeah. work next to me. That's one. Um, in the early two thousand, so I would say around like two thousand two, two thousand three. Sure. There was even a person that dressed up and did performances as a cross-dresser at night. Mm-hmm. And he was in one of the highest paid positions. Oh, wow. But he was a crazy fucking guy. But he told stories. That's different, I think. That's like an after hours. Like, that's a social, a social life type thing. But he's had guys overdose on coke on his toilet. Hunchback. Dead. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, guess who was at that party? That's the party. Damien, the yeah. bank robber guy, was at that party where there was a guy that <laughs> the died apologetic <laughs> yeah. bank robber. So this guy's every, he's involved in everything. It's hilarious. It's a sleazy, sleazy underworld. We're gonna get into a lot in of Jacksonville that, that related to uh, yeah. Jacksonville is. It looks nice in some place. places, but it could be pretty uh, dicey at other times. That's okay. See, for the most part, it's, it's not a bad city. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 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 but I have this. I have this idea, and of course, listeners, if you get to it before I do, then it jokes on me. But there's this vacation that my family does every now and then. We go to this like ski town in, in Austria, and it's it's so quiet a lot of the time. Like even during the day, there's not just not a lot going on. Even at night, when you're walking around, you go to dinner or whatever. I just feel like there's this seedy underbelly. And it would be a great setting for like a, a comedy, a comedic crime drama. Mm. Because it's just, you would not believe the crazy stuff that would happen in any small town, but put a European spin on it. And you know that shit's going on. You know they've got, you know, a crazy rave dungeon in the hotel next to yours. That like, <laughs> that they do. <laughs> So, what's your next topic? What else you got? Um, you know what I was looking at that I think it's controversial, but... That's cool. We like that. You know, you're going to get different people to tell you different things depending on what their life experience is or sometimes what type of research they've done. Right. And what I'm trying to get to is that North Carolina, there's a class that teaches kids as young as six how to use and operate guns safely. Okay. I'm okay with that. I can see why it's controversial in some places where they hate guns. Yeah. Because like, oh my god, a six-year-old with a gun. But like, the United I mean, States is and, built on having these right. things. In the 1800s, that's like life and death for your little brother. Am I right? If you didn't know how to use it and you were out like in the garden and there was a bear or something like that, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl, you know, a teenager or not. If you didn't know how to use your gun, then your little sibling would have been dead. Or you. I don't know. Of course. So... Yeah, times have changed, but necessity really hasn't. I think that looking at some of American history uh-huh. and times where you could have your gun in high school in the back of your truck, yeah, I think that those times you had less chances, and I'm sure it shows it statistically, of school sure. shooting. Well, I mean, I think it depends, because even in places where there was a... This is a terrible story, but this is maybe two years ago. Um, a an Air Force uh, discharged, you know, airman or whatever. He was a crazy person. He was going through personal issues and went and like shot up a church in Texas, in kind of rural Texas. And then, you know, how does he get caught? Well, of course, a bunch of the people at the church had like rifles in their cars, in their trucks, and they returned fire and they crippled the car, hit him. They got him because, you know, there was a response. So you would think that in a situation where there's a, a school shooting, if there was some good old boy who had a truck with a gun rack, he goes out and he's like, I'm going to take care of business. Here I am. Now, there's no one else here. It's just me. I'm the only person equipped to do what I need to do. 
it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot. It's a tough situation. But six years old, I see, I see most people being like, nah, it's too much. It's too much for them to... to if the parent... I can see that, and I think that that's fair. Yeah. I can also see a parent being confident in their six-year-old at least learning... Sure. Gun safety. I... I respecting right. the gun that early. Respecting the fact right. that the power that a human can have at that age. Yeah. I think it's doable. It's... Yeah. It's doable. And... This is a, a, an issue, I won't call it a problem, but is an issue, it is a flashpoint of, you know, moral grounds, ethical grounds, religious grounds. People will frame it any way they want, but whether you're for it or against it, it's not going away. Like that, like that tension and the disagreement between even people that kind of are on the same side of this particular debate, they'd be like, whoa, six years old is too young. If it was eight, I'd be okay with it, and that's exactly. why well, that's they can't fair. support it. If it was ten, or so. Do you know, on a side note, how the NRA was created? No, I have no idea. Shortly after the Civil War, uh-huh. a New York Times reporter realized, "Holy shit! Even though we just won, the Union soldiers sucked." Balls compared to the South on marksmanship. That kind of makes sense. So a New York Times reporter started the NRA <laughs> as a group to improve marksmanship. Well, that's like the big gotcha because Republicans freed the slaves, right? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, the big gotcha is the New York Times started the NRA. <laughs> One of my favorite, this is, this is so controversial, but I don't give a fuck. One of my favorite presidents. And I remember when I used to say this over 10 years ago. Yeah. Was Andrew Jackson. He's one of the best. He's, but He's one of the best in my opinion. one of the most controversial statements. Yeah. I debate everybody that wants hey man, that Battle of New Orleans. The guy won that section of the war by they being a badass. This, they, bring up, they bring up these fucking sensitive, pardon my friend, pussy arguments. Yeah. Why he's such a horrible human being? Well, I mean, he well, was human is perfect. He was a slave owner. You know, there's okay, that. So is, so <laughs> people are always going to. That's, go, a, that's, a, that's go, a bad thing. <laughs> I always tell these people, you realize that that argument, can you plug that in yeah, down there? No problem. I always go, that argument dies because every single race on earth has been a slave to man. So when, when, did, yeah. when did those oppression Olympics end? My knowledge, they never, they, they still have. Pause for a second. Take, I need to. Yeah, no problem. We can edit this. Yeah, hold on for one second. And. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. we're back. Holy moly, that was a really interesting bathroom break. A lot of things happened. Uh, nothing was really worth reporting, but here we are. We wanted to do our our first sponsor break, and today we are talking about Red Cypress Brewery. Over in Winter Springs, Florida, it's a small batch, uh, high-quality group of people over there, and they make high-quality small-batch beers. Just incredible. Uh, I'm going to turn this over to Juan. He's going to talk to you about their Death Roll Stout. I mean, what, what can I say? The Death Roll, it's a beautiful can, first of all. So it does come in a can. And the milk stout, which is the death roll, it's, it's a stout brewed with a little bit of lactose, 
But that's what you get with most milks out these days. Oh, but so good. The smoothness, the balance, the taste and the flavor that these people at Red Cypress Brewery have developed and mastered if you want oh my yeah it's really one of Florida's most underrated little breweries in the country and unfortunately they are closing hopefully that those recipes can be saved but if you have not had a death roll this is one of those times that it's worth coming down here just to get a six pack because that's I think that they will be able to sell this recipe if they have some cans left yeah a big brewery can buy it the the drinkability of this milk I can, yeah, style I can, I can drink this all day. is on a level that's on the Beckenridges, on the oh, yeah. Colorado, like people that own this type so, of so tell me, left hand stout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you tell me another another company that does the stout as well? And I'm not not talking about Guinness because everybody knows that's great, but it's just different. I mean the the. At the very top, and it's up there. Maybe there's some small batch that is better, but the left hand milk stuff. Yeah. I mean, left hand nitro. Yeah. yeah Oof. That is on this level. Yeah. Absolutely. The notes in this are so smooth and well balanced that I put up to most almost anything in this category, and it's one of the better ones. And they do have lactose, and this can even tells you that it has it. Yeah. But to be honest, guys, it's one of the lightest ones in that area because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> and I can drink the no. fuck out of these things. I love them. Uh, it's it's sad that the the brewery is closing, so we just wanted to give them one last yeah, shout out. You know, it's going to close in like five days. You've man. had some moments there. You've I have. Been there. I have. You've been there on game night. I was I was there the first like month they were open. And we had, just, we had just moved into the house in 2015, and so it's almost an anniversary of sorts. They have a little, like, VIP thing where if you signed up for it, then you get a free bar tab on your birthday, and you get a free – or you get an offer uh, every month. So you wow. get an email, and it's like, okay, we got half-price growlers. I'm like, fine, I'll buy two. Fucking awesome. Great. And, you know – Was this always part of their beer team? Yes. This is one of their uh, original, I mean, like, amazing. OG – like, you can get this any day of the week, and you can on buy tap. it at Publix. You can get it on, on tap for sure, but I will tell you this. A few months ago, we were talking about a little bit earlier, the, the, um, the, the versatility of this particular beer is so great that – they can release like six or seven different flavors, different like riffs on this one base of the death roll, and all of them are delicious. They did a maple bacon one. Oh they my did, god, one of my favorites. They did a, uh, a marshmallow like graham cracker one. I have no idea how you would get that flavor in there. So it was like a s'mores. Um, they've done coffee, which it already has a pretty strong coffee background in it. Um, but they've done so many different kinds, and they're all delicious. They're all great, and some of them are even like they'll they'll take half the water out, so it's an imperial. Oh my god! And so it's like a 10, 11 percent, and you you just take that snifter and you sniff it, and you're like, oh man, I, this is a meal. This is a dessert. You know, it's some of the best beer that Florida can offer. And to be honest, it. Uh... Hopefully we, we 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 will try to get an interview with the owners. We should do and that. try to get a, and try to figure out what's going on with the recipes because 
it would be just a damn shame if no one ever gets to try the art and the ingredients and the recipe that these people at this small brewery were able to uh, present to their short fan base. It's not a big city, it's not an area where there's a lot of traffic. When you fly in into Orlando, even though Orlando's number one for national traffic in the country, if you did not know that, now you know. We're going to say that a lot because it's O-Town, baby. Um, this place is still a drive to get to. That's right. It's, it's, what, it's 30, 20, 35 minutes I, from I, the airport? Okay, okay. If you want to go... Hey, if you're on a brew tour and you're just landing, you're touching down an MCO and you just want to hit all the different breweries that are worth hitting on the way up to Winter Springs, it's not even the northernmost one you're going to get to. But it's 30 minutes away. It's about 30 minutes away. And for that reason, I can understand why a high overhead cost of a brewery can be very... It's a big space. It's It's a a huge space. It's crazy. They have a big tap room. It's probably a 200-person tap room. And it's got twice that amount of space to actually cook. So it's incredible. It's incredible. Shout out to Red Sackers Brewery. This one's for you. We love the death roll. You know what? We should do that. We should absolutely try to talk to them. Yeah, bring them on. Yeah. 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 We should go there. We should go there some night in the next week and and see if we can talk to them. Talk to see whether it's a bartender or somebody who works in the bank. We can always find out. All right. Yeah. So this is uh, the ad, the death roll from Red Cypress Brewery. Yep. And we recommend if they're still open while you're hearing this, go check them out. Buy as much as you can. You'll get collectors items. That's a good point. And hopefully that they uh, somehow find another way to stay open or move somewhere else. That's that's what we really, really want for them. And we'll keep you updated. Yep. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll do that. Continue. Pause. All right. So we, we gave a shout out to Red Cypress Brewery in Winter Springs, Florida. It's right around the corner from my house. The people are great. The beer is amazing. But they're shutting down on May 31st, which is next Friday, it's if you sad. have any frame of reference. I'm very sad about it. I'm pissed off about it, actually. Here's the deal. The announcement was made on a Facebook post last week, or last weekend, and they said, look, uh, we've enjoyed the three and a half years or whatever it is that we've been able to serve you guys and we have an amazing staff and we're very concerned about, you know, the, you know, Central Florida craft brew scene because they were one of the first of like 35 in within within probably 10 square miles that have popped up around Orlando. So, it's not like they weren't trying. It's not like they weren't successful. I went there last night to pick up what we're drinking now and it was packed. It seems like everybody's going to miss yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's going to miss it and it's such a good location, it's such a good culture that Juan and I are going to make an effort to go interview whoever we can. We're going to try to go up there this week and just talk to... GM, the owner, whoever we hey, can talk to that uh, will sit down with us and give us some answers because we're going give to... Give us some answers. We want answers. <laughs> yeah, your fans want answers. We, we, we know that we have a lot of fans that love the death roll. That's our... That's the beer we're yeah. drinking tonight. You know what I had last night? What I had last night uh, it was something called Slice. How was it? It was an imperial version of this, but it has German Jeez. chocolate. Wow. So, coconut. I want that. Dark chocolate. I want that. And this, and half the water. So, it's imperial. 11%. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. You, you can't have anything bigger than a 10 ounce at the, at the uh, brew house. But so. they will be missed. Uh, we're going to try, like I said, uh, try to talk to the owners. 
hopefully the GM, someone, a spokesman can come and answer. But here's the thing. Like, all they said, they, they've done interviews with newspapers or whatever, like the, the Sentinel and Orlando Weekly, which would probably get more access than us. I just feel like they're closer to giving fewer fucks now than they were last week. That one of the people they get a hold of, of was basically saying, we just want to take care of our people. We just want to take care of our employees. Which, to me, and I was talking to my wife about this, to me that means that there was no real economic reason for closing. It was personal. It's like, I'm done doing the brew thing. I want to get out of the business. Or I have to like pay for legal fees or something. Like I did something. I need to like take care of that. Like I need to get out. Like I need to cash out of this business and like pay my wife palimony or whatever it is. <laughs> you know? Like that could be it. That could be it. So. But we'll, we'll get closer to the truth on that, I think. Maybe you said it's something we'll, we'll talk to, to whoever we need to talk to, but yeah, that was just that was our sponsor for the day. You're gonna miss them, and um, maybe not for too long. Hopefully, not for too long. Hopefully, this recipe gets saved. Now, yeah. on a crazier note, this week in Virginia, this lady died, and she had enough pull to have a will, and one of her wishes was that she would get. Her pet euthanized and cremated and buried next to her. Okay. And they didn't. And the pet was healthy. Oh. So it was a little doggy. Oh my god. That the lady it, has to be euthanized. It, it looks a little bit like. It looks, uh, so it looks a little bit like. Uh, how do you feel about that? The gremlin. The owner have that. No, the yeah. the mogwai from Gremlins. For those of you who are older than. Maybe 30. You probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Mogwai from Gremlins. It's basically that, but it's a dog form. Like, you can't... You cannot kill a dog like that without feeling bad about it. But what they did is they put it to sleep and then they burned it. And then they buried it, even though it was perfectly healthy. So... <laughs> That's crazy. How do I feel about it? It's probably the wrong thing to do. It's probably the wrong thing to do, right? Now. I mean, my dog has cancer. I mean, I'm kind of hoping to eat goes naturally at some point soon because he's you know he's old and he probably doesn't want to be in pain but would I just slip him a couple of pain pills and say good night probably not at this point probably not at this point right yeah so that's nuts that, that's Virginia you said yeah man that's, that's Virginia is a crazy place they allowed that to happen and they fucking did it and people are obviously upset we live in the outrage culture and that's one that affects <laughs> Dog owners and... I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> now, someone was touching their inner redneck. All right. When you touch your inner redneck and you're from these parts where that inner part is buried deep inside, it's in you, and because of the society you live in, you always have to keep it buried away. Yeah. But sometimes you let it out. Okay. So So what happens is you're in Louisiana. Here we go. You're with your boy. Uh-huh. You're in a car. Yeah. Let's see what kind of car it was. It was Alejandro Caraceles, who's 23, and his boy Roberto Alejandro, who's 32. See. So they went airborne 
at the Black Bayou Bridge, about six miles south of Lake Charles, yep. at 2 a.m. Yep, I've been there. You know, not not at 2 a.m. I know Lake yeah, Charles. But you know yeah. where Lake Charles is, yep. right? Yep. These two geniuses, they tried to jump a drawbridge. <laughs> it didn't work. It did not work. They <laughs> went for it. Did they get killed? They got killed. They oh, did not make it. Poor Alejandro. After being submerged in the water, the driver was unable to exit the vehicle and perished. The that. passenger got out but wasn't able to swim to safety. You know, there's Can a... you imagine Enrique making it all the way out of the car and still just short of breath to make it into oh the top? Oh my god, that's insane. His other friend perished. He was dumb. The dumb guy was driving. Okay, so the driver died, the other guy didn't. The other guy... the guy got out and didn't make it to the air. So he died on the He died on the way out. The other one just, the other one gave up in his uh, chair and died. Well, maybe he had like a shot of glass through his throat. You don't know. But anyway, that's Gator Food now. Speaking of, Red Cypress Brewery was our sponsor, Death Roll. The Death Roll, <laughs> but these two men, so that's what we were that's crazy. discussing. That's oh crazy. That was in Louisiana. Yeah. From there. These are your people. These are my people. Actually, people. no, I think those are closer to your people, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. No, after, it's crazy. After Katrina, there was a lot of people that moved out of New Orleans and a lot of people that moved into New Orleans. And a lot of people that moved out moved to like Texas. So Houston and Denver, or not Denver, but um, Dallas, a lot of people got out and never went back because they didn't own property. They really just took what they. You know, they took what they could move and they left. But some people that, and some people, by some people I mean a lot of people from Texas that were Hispanic, moved to New Orleans. So there's a pretty significant, there was a pretty significant influx in the mid-thousands of Hispanic people into, uh, into Louisiana. And it's New Orleans proper, wow, actually. So, because there was a lot of cheap land and a lot and of houses lot of that needed land. to be rebuilt. Yep. And there were a lot of people going and rebuilding those houses because they were employees. And a lot of them stayed. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. I mean, so, you know, just that's, I would say that's like the, the, I don't know if people are going to shit on me for saying this, but it's like the New York of the South because it's so diverse and people there just seem to get along. There's, you know, every different income bracket, every different business. Um, but everybody who there, who lives there is too dumb to leave. (laughs) It's a bowl. It's a bowl. Like, Every time there's a major hurricane that has a significant storm surge, it gets flooded. And so if you have property there, your insurance is – it may or may not cover it depending on your policy and all this other stuff. But like you're going to lose something that you love. And I've always wanted to like have a small place there like in the city uh-huh. and just because it's such an you know, amazing place for me and family and all that stuff. But, um, you know. It's, it's not an easy place to live because of the storm season. And we talked about that a little bit uh, last time, but the, you know, nowhere kind of like south of Charleston, I guess, where my brother lives, is, uh, is an easy place to live because of that. You think you're safe in Texas, but look at, look at Harvey a couple yeah, of years exactly. ago. That was like the, the biggest insurance bill of all time. That was huge. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of water on mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some crazy times, man. Yeah. And we can talk about global warming and all the good stuff. The English newspapers are trying to change their terms. I saw that. Yeah. I don't know in front of me, but they're trying to make all the new. They're, they're renaming all the global warming 
Um, I can look it up. Well, it's already, it, it's not global warming anymore. It's climate, climate change. Yeah, but they're so changing It's everything. something else now? They're changing everything. Okay. Really interesting. Well, I mean, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. I got, I got something. The Guardian's passing out um, basically some studies where it says that women are happier without children or a spouse as a new happiness expert. So everybody clowns and goes, what the fuck is a happiness expert? Yeah. That's a study that The Guardian is pushing. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting because I've I've seen statistics that would argue the opposite. Behavioral scientist Paul Dolan says traditional markers of success are no longer applied. (laughs) Oh, what does that mean? Success. Like, exactly. Right. I mean, if your goal is to be a father of thirteen kids with no job, then you could be successful. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know about that one. Because benefited from marriage because they calm down. He said, "You take less risk. You can earn more money at work, and you live a little longer." She, on the other hand, has to put up with that and die sooner than if she never married. The healthiest and happiest population subgroup are women who have never married or had children, he said. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know that's, about that's that hard. either. That's hard. I think that a family with a mom and dad are the most powerful, oh, yeah. powerful forces and way of human involvement that's available to anyone that's brought into the planet as a baby right. is to have your mom and dad. Yeah. If you're only left to one, you can still make it, guys, sure, sure. but you have a fucking battle already guaranteed to happen so you gotta be strong enough to know that that is what you're getting yourself into because you don't have the luxury of both parents wow. it's, 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 it's definitely possible to still become beyond what anybody can become meaning that there's no setbacks of only having that situation right. but it is a little bit harder Oh, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you know, having a strong family unit is, that's the definition of success. Correct, of success. Like having a good family is the, division, the definition of success for me. And it, whether you're a, you know, a member of it coming into it or whether you're the leader of it or one of the leaders of it, um, you've got a part to play and there's a lot of things that you could do right and wrong. But you know, If you have your partner and you have a kid, yeah. you, what that makes you as a human turn into, I think, is also right. so incredible. Right. Like, you push to another level that you didn't even know you had to you have a human that you built. Yeah, I mean... I mean so, uh, studies like this are silly, in my opinion. The, the, the other side of it, of course, is that there's countless studies that say, you know, people with kids or, you know, people who have kids in their lifetimes live longer. They are healthier. They have greater satisfaction with their lives. They take fewer risks, but they also take better or take steps that advance their career mm-hmm. at times that are appropriate for their family's growth or their family's care. And so that's in line with, you know, drinking is bad, smoking is bad. People with two kids apparently live longer and are quote happier than those with one. You know, it, and there's all these things that are that seem like they're common sense, but you can't refute, you know, decades of that kind of study with the happiness expert that says this is what I found over the course of I don't know how long. Like, what was the? It, were there bookends around the study that it say that we studied this group of people for a year and found that their opinions were 
such and such. Did you hear any more about that? Did you read any more about that? Not really. No, it no, was no. just it was just the quotes. It was just what that person said. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, thanks for sharing your statistic. Exactly. But <laughs> now another thing that I'm gonna th this one as a source we go from our friends at real at Realty News. That's N E W Z Realty News, and what they showed was the five places in America that are being the new hot tech hub spots, the new, the new hot spots, oh, basically in technology. And coming in at a flaming and hot number five is Kansas City and St. Louis, Missouri. KC. So that, that came at number five. Number four was we got Raleigh and Durham. Raleigh, Raleigh, Durham. Yep. That's one of the newest tech spots that there is in the country. And then out of nowhere, we got Ames and Des Moines, Iowa. <sighs> Iowa is another state considered to be uh, don't know about a that star <laughs> of Silicon uh, Really? Yep. The capital city of Des Moines in particular is a standout. It officially has the fastest growing city in the Midwest after successful efforts to recruit and attract millennials. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I got, in Des Moines yeah. is one of our best cities for entrepreneurs of 2017 and 18. I got something for that. Given its career opportunities and affordability, and it's already ranked among the top cities for tech hirings in 2018. Yeah. So my cousin and her husband uh, went and helped an older guy, a retiree, open a brewery in Iowa. Oh shit! I don't know where exactly, but it's up there. I wouldn't say Des Moines, but there, there. He's um, <laughs> yeah, actually, the my cousin's a couple years older than me, so that technically is still millennial because my brother is almost four years older than me, and he's like the upper end of millennial. But that's it. That's where it cuts off, right? So, people going there, younger starting a business or helping out a business to start up supporting a tech a tech background uh, supporting growth uh, probably driving up property value exactly <laughs> now coming in in the hot number two is we go to Alabama which has been in the news for other reasons oh, but Huntsville and Birmingham uh, for a lot of new cities invested in tech economy is relatively new concept but Northern Alabama city of Huntsville has been focusing on uh, innovation since the 1950s when NASA built up. I've always heard that they had some gangster ass scientists. On oh them. boy. Yes, I've always heard that. And they do have the NASA scientists there. That's right. The city has uh, built on a legacy of, as it moved into the 21st century, and concentrated efforts to help startups flourish with helpful resources like the Foundry, an incubator in downtown Huntsville. In 2017, the Huntsville was named the number one fastest growing tech city by ZipRecruiter. And the current and has what? the third most technical <laughs> workforce in the country, according to Bloomberg. The state's most popular city, Birmingham, has also received a lot of attention for its recent growth in the tech sector. Through wow. the work, Velocity Accelerator, the innovation department and others, the city has seen successful startups launch, uh, such as the delivery service app service called Ship and Daxa. Okay. So, so anyways, 
Huntsville. Huntsville. Ah, Lincoln, Nebraska. Come on, Nebraska. <laughs> so they are making moves in oh the tech God. sector. Um, a lot of podcast listeners, we realize, are in Europe. And you guys love learning hey, about Eastern the United Europe. States. That's so right. We will bring you, Fuck Russia. We will always bring you a perspective on the United States as if you were living in this country. Um, yeah. Enjoying seeing it grow. I'll put it out there. I'll say, like, like you said before, there's a lot of people in Florida that are just kind of traveling through. They visit, they vacation, they're, they're seeing what they can see. If they could pick one place, if Europeans could pick one place to spend a vacation, whether by themselves or with their family, they come to Florida. Because it's the polar opposite. It's beautiful weather. Okay, we have some, you know, some issues we with that. Florida, man. It's, it's beautiful weather. It's crazy people. It's beaches. It's, uh, there's shopping. There's there's so much to see and so much to do, but those those folks out in you know I wouldn't say middle of middle of Europe but you know kind of the heart the heart the, the heart and soul of Europe they they do not get to experience what we get to experience on a daily basis I would say that life is very very pretty here compared to what they usually see so, <laughs> so I'm trying to bring people in I'm trying to you know give give some ideas and thoughts to that if you get a month off. To take a vacation because that's the way that your culture has dictated it to you. Then come, exactly. come to Orlando. Come, Orlando. come to Florida. Come come see what we're all about. Come see where we're the number one city in the United States for traffic amongst right. people in the United States. That's right. Uh, recently learning that Miami and South Florida are the number one for international travelers. No more international travelers come through Miami International mm-hmm. Airport than any other place That's in right. this country. And then second, Orlando for just in general national travelers. That means that Mousetown holds down, man. They bring in the business. This town is growing. It's It creeps up on people's uh, radar, but this oh, town yeah, it is does. growing to a powerhouse. It does. And it's going to be a hub for innovation, for podcast for technology for work for everything but there's always that that other side of it though you know like pretty pretty recently in the last yes of course gentrification thank yep that happens but there's this other side of it that you know people say they hate orlando or that you know Orlando's crap but um within the last six months can't imagine the date can't can't really remember the date but there's a, a gentleman that you may have heard of called andrew zimmern who came to Orlando, and he's got a tra- tra- travel food show, okay. right? Yeah. And he shit all over Orlando's dining community. He did. He, and he, he, he had to do an apology tour. He, he, he went to Puerto Rican place. That's right. Dude, uh, I know one of the. I'm gonna get the name right. That guys that don't know it off the top of my head, but in a future episode, I'll have the name. There is a Colombian restaurant in Orlando that is absolutely legit. Colombians definitely approve of it, so we would recommend it. What you guys may not know is that Orlando, Florida is one of the Puerto Rican hotspots in the country. So what that means is that you got Puerto Rican cuisine at its best in the country in Orlando, Florida because of the population that's here. So you got a dish called mofongo. So you guys need to YouTube it, look it up, Zimmerman. Yeah, learn how to make it the right uh, way. Everyone has done it. And the mofongo is the fire. And you can come to Orlando when you're here 
and get a professional Puerto Rican meal as if you were on the island. That's right. That's what you get in this area. Um, we're going to start testing out the pizza. We, we, <laughs> Let's start we, with the pizza and work our way down. We highly recommend El Presidente, who's the Barstool's president, who has the greatest pizza show of all. Um, the, he only does cheese pizzas. Eh, so we, we our thing is that we like yeah. to ask workers at places we eat at, no matter what type of restaurant, what would you give to your mother or your favorite fucking relative if they were coming here to eat, what would you recommend? Absolutely. So the pizza place, it may not be the cheese. It may be something else. So we're going to always test it out and guys give you the most real review you can possibly have. And that's what we're going to start bringing you in the future. You know, we're based out of Orlando for now. We're going to be traveling. Orlando's getting a new train yeah. to Miami. That's right. So we're going to be doing podcasts that's, on there. That's several years down the road. So that's what yeah, we're, that's what we're yeah. thinking. We're building that's what we're right thinking. now. Um, Virgin bought the Brightline. That's going to be a sexy company. train. So it's going to be very nice. Virgin is doing the trains from yep. Miami to Orlando, Florida, and eventually, somehow, I know they're going to connect to Jacksonville. Absolutely, this is going to be one of the greatest states to live in for transportation. Oh, for and you know, traffic. just generally consuming whatever it is you want. We've got, we got everything. We've got everything with snow skiing. Let's just put it right out there. We've got great food. We've got great entertainment, great natural resources that lead to more great entertainment. <laughs> so um, something else that came up in the uh, a little news atmosphere is that a reporter at Business Insider, her name is Katie Warren, said that millennials don't want to buy baby boomers sprawling multi-bedroom homes, mm-hmm. and it's creating a major problem in the real estate market. Yep. So something that's being reported, and she does a great job of pointing out where this is happening, is that millennials aren't into wasting that much space. Right. Compared to a little bit of the older generations that like the big quantity, right? Mm-hmm. You, and that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I think what, what, what's going to happen? Are people going to have to cut down the size of these places and create more to live in? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's crazy because they're building one of those exact type places across the street from my house, basically. Our neighborhood is an old, established, you know, multi-bedroom house-style community. Um, I think most of the houses are at least four bedrooms. Some are more. Some are two-story. Some aren't. But across, basically, one of the big roads is two schools, a middle school and an elementary school. And then next to that, they're putting in, like, five-bedroom, four-bedroom houses with uh, all two-story. Every single one of them is two-story. So whatever the market research is, that area is ignoring it. And they're saying, build big houses again. <laughs> build build houses that people with families are going to buy right next to schools. And it's a, it's a pretty big chunk. I'd say it's probably 125 houses, each of them a quarter acre lot. Like my lot is a half acre, but most of it is the house and the pool. And the rest of it is just kind of like yard space, which is important for people with families. People would actually want to have like a homestead. So I don't know where they're getting the data. Because people like me, I'm technically like the right, we are right in the center of the millennial de- generation. Those of us that... We're the leader, we're the intellectual leaders of those groups. Well, thought leaders. 
we're yeah, the we're followers. followers but, yeah. but the young class likes to not, they hate that. They hate, they, they hate the, They despise anyone above their age group <laughs> telling them how to think. Which I respect. Okay. All right. That, I like that. Right I like that you're talking about this because it's interesting. Experience is the key to being able to move forward with a strategy that has higher chances to succeed. Okay. Well, what's, that's what experience right. does. So my strategy is to do well enough that I can work less and spend more on my family. Work less as you get older. Spend more time and money on your family. Right, make sure they're taken care of. Make sure you're able to do what you want to do. That's the end game for me. And I was just talking about it yesterday. You know, getting into consulting and doing more like advisement type work that's worth more per hour or more per uh, interaction. That's what I would like to do. But that's going to mean freeing up more time to do other things that I would really prefer to do, which is you know, get a family going, all that stuff. There's that perspective, but there's also someone who's just the same age as me or whatever, has no intention of having the same kind of lifestyle or whatever, and they would like to take the, the time that they have and do the most that they want with it, whether it's make money or spend the time doing whatever other fun stuff they want to do. So that's, as far as a strategy is concerned, you have to understand that there's a goal. And if there is no goal, it's just continually going work in a specific direction. If there's somebody who is, you're telling me there's somebody who's within five to seven years younger than me who has no intention of ever owning a home, no intention of ever really settling down. They're content with their 750 square foot apartment or smaller, whatever is required. And they really just, they're there to sleep in the shower and then they spend the rest of their time outside, outside of their home mm -hmm. I totally understand that I totally get it but there the strategy for that is like what what are you gonna do with that what are you gonna do with your life if you're 60 years old and that's all you've really aspired to is work and an apartment yeah if you have kids for for, for example you, you don't you don't have to have kids to be successful yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that a lot of people do, and, and you're saying that if you get to that level, that's all you have to leave behind as mm. well, which, yeah. is something, which is another way you got to look at it. Yeah. You may not have kids, you're absolutely right, and then every, the end is going to be your life story, right. not what you're leaving behind. So It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Some people go out not giving a fuck, others go out and leave a legacy, it's... That's a whole other subject. Uh, just going back to what Miss Katie Warren was saying, is that she's saying that 15 years ago, boomers are building large, elaborate houses in states like Arizona and Florida, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Right. The Wall Street Journal reported. Uh, now they're faced with the effort of maintaining such houses, and they're looking to downsize. Yeah. So homes built before 2012 were selling at steep discounts, sometimes almost up to 50%. Wow. And many owners end up selling for less than they paid for when they built their houses at Candace Taylor yeah. of the Wall Street Journal. So that's interesting. That That's creating some good deals for people, though. Mm -hmm. I would say that. We got our last house at a pretty big discount. It was a, you know, somebody walked away from it. I feel like the house we're in now, 
a, a company had bought and flipped and then sold it to us. And I wouldn't say we got a bad deal, but there was certainly still there certainly is still a lot more that needs to be done to make sure that it's <laughs> I wouldn't say livable, but there's you know there's little things. It's just people say that they that, that adage the joys of being a homeowner. I'm like no, there are no joys. There are no choice of being a homeowner. It's, it's work. It is work at expense. You can use it. It's good for when a bunch of people come over, come to town, they need a place to stay. You, you use it for what it is, but it's work. So. And then you have a place like in a state like Connecticut. Uh huh. And in Connecticut, this guy was on the run. Police are looking for him. Okay. And I guess he made some sort of vow to the police that if he gets fifteen thousand Facebook likes, he'll turn himself in. <laughs> and he did. He did not turn himself oh. in. Though. He got the likes though, so he broke it. But police in Connecticut say that fugitive uh, has so far failed to honor an agreement to surrender once enough people responded positively to his wanted poster on social media. So he said that he would turn himself in if he got the 15,000 likes, he got him. <laughs> and he then, he surpassed the number and police said on Friday that they would use all uh, resources available to still locate him. But he's gone. He, he out. Uh, was supposed to turn, he's out. He dropped a mic. As they say, as they say in, in the world that we come from, he's out initially. Yeah, gone. So, so he's out. Guys, Sometimes you can pull off a crime. His face is everywhere, though. Um, he would have to leave the country. Yeah. He's going to be... They, they use face recognition already at borders. So he's going to have to go in. How Mexicans come in through the crazy part, he's going to have to go in that way. Coyote. It doesn't exist. They call that a, they call that a reverse coyote. <laughs> it's a crazy move. Oof. you got to do what you got to do. If you're on the run... Now, do you think that Orlando can become one of the more influential and powerful cities in this country? Do you think that it has the potential to do that? It's hard to say. Florida's so weird because... We're like, a powerful state, though. There's, there's such an economy, but like it's controlled by just so many different types of people in Tallahassee. Churches. Yeah. And it's hard to say if we could ever be that. There, there was talk uh, the last election season about moving the capital of Florida to Orlando. And not only – Orlando is a pretty blue – it's a pretty one-sided it city. very democratic. But it also has NASA. It also has several Air Force bases within 100 miles. Uh, also has some of the greatest universities in the state, kind of in the central Florida area. So – there's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of investment. There's a lot of reasons that people are going to want to be here for 20, 30 years of their lives. And I think that is a reason to consider it as one of those up-and-coming cities. Is it, would, would it still be a contender for that same kind of uh, positive light in 20 or 30 years? I think it kind of depends. But there's a lot less wrong with Orlando than a lot of other major cities in the country. So we could benefit from some large-scale city planning, uh, large-scale public transit. We could definitely benefit from that kind of thing where people wouldn't have to as much uh, bring their cars downtown 
or you know worry about living in suburbs. Um, and see, yeah, I guess the other side of it is uh, there's a limited number of places to live. There's limited space, and even though yeah. even though like it seems like every time you turn around, there's another great, good burgeoning business on the corner. There's another one that's going out. So kind of depends on the flavor and some places you're just cursed <laughs> some places you can't be successful so that's what that's what that's those cards that you're dealt yeah yeah the dice that you but are there any other uh, hot topics you wanted to hit this week um this is just a quick one this man allegedly hiding drugs in his butt accidentally shoots himself in the balls oh I saw that one. that's the Florida man of the week right that guy was actually, believe it or not, he was not from Florida. Are you kidding? Let me figure out exactly where But did it happen in Florida? No, I don't think it did. I was really hoping that it was. Because I think we should incorporate that. I think we should always... Uh, no, either it's st- from Washington State. Yeah, okay. So the total opposite of the country. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> the furthest away you could be. Washington State made a series of blunders when he shot himself in the testicles when he tried to hide his weapon, all while storing drugs in his anus, it reports that on Wednesday. Cameron Jeffries, who's 27, was carrying a pistol was carrying a pistol in the front pocket while his uh, cashmere Washington apartment he accidentally fired, discharged his firearm and he pierced his groin and his thigh. He shot himself in the balls. He leaked. Like if you have a ball sack, mm. he shot it or it started leaking. He made the ball sack leak. <laughs> so this guy was done. I think the, the phrasing was pretty perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Just, you, really, you delivered that so well. <laughs> that's exactly what happened, guys. If you don't know. Sorry about you. <laughs> And other shit, just uh, one guy was going to kill 10 white people at a church shooting. Um, two little fucking kids that look like one has a curly fro to the top, one has curly fro pointed towards the bottom. Yeah. And they were in Broward County in Florida, and they said that they were going to shoot up the school. They got arrested. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, there's right. all there's a lot of things that happened last week today. And this our, is our, our week today. This is our, our week today is how we're gonna sell it. How we're gonna give it to yeah, you guys. guys <laughs> we're just starting this and we're figuring out, you know, what you guys enjoy. Um, we got a lot of positive feedback from our first episode. We yeah, appreciate we did. that. So the official name is Our Week Today. Right. Uh, OWT. This is what we do. Oh dope. Yeah, this is this is how we will um, we'll say this. I think we probably got enough of an understanding of the environment and the way conversations are going to go that we can spring for a guest, that we can get somebody to get in here and give us their perspective. The and, guests and are coming soon, guys. We had some people that have worked with uh, the Orlando uh, the state attorney. Yeah. You know, where where they're taking cases of people that, you know, are are fighting for their second chance. Yeah, we're going to hear some crazy stories, guys. And uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Even though it was on a sad note that Red Cypress Brewery is leaving us. And that's been some of the greatest 
beer flavors that Florida has ever pumped out. Uh, hopefully that someone comes in and buys them out. But maybe maybe that's the solution. That'd be helpful. But again, you know, we're here to give you our perspective on things that have happened recently or that we think will happen soon. And so it being our week today, uh, not everything can be positive. But uh, to, to leave you with a positive, I think we've got a lot of good stuff on our plate. We've got a lot of great ideas. And we're going to start you know, bringing those to you soon. We're going to try to get the next thing in the, in the book within the next week. And for those of you, especially you Latvians, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about you. We're hoping that things get better for you at some point. <laughs> we hope that you'll come see us at some point. And uh, just know that you got, you got somebody you can rag on. You got somebody you can, uh, you can reach out to. Do you want me to do a rapid fire of just different oh, topics oh, and just throw yeah. out at you? Let's just get it some, down. Some fucking headlines. You, you want me to give you my initial reaction like the yeah, first Yeah, yeah, ready? Okay, go. All right, number one. <laughs> number one, from Utah. This, guys, is brought to you by Law News, L-A-W-N-E-W-Z. You, you got to call it out. Law News. So Utah judge has been suspended for six months without pay after he made a series of critical statements about President Donald J. Trump online and in his courtroom Are you in surprised? the past few years. So, <laughs> Are you surprised that the judge did that? I think that? that there's a lot of judges that are going to do this, but this yes. guy got called out and held responsible for okay. certain posts. Yeah, certain posts and not all of them. Yep. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, pointed in the way that he was uh, reprimanded, huh? No I don't know he's in jail. And he's in trouble, right? Yeah, he's in jail. The the former DNC uh, number one contender from, according to sometimes CNN. It's your boy. Sometimes from MSNBC. Yep, yep. But he said that he only faces federal charges because he took on the president, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, well, I mean. You snooze, you lose, right? Something crazy <laughs> along those lines. So in Wisconsin, a man who admitted to kidnapping a 13-year-old, Jamie Kloss, and holding her captive oh, for almost three God. months after murdering her parents was uh-huh. sentenced to life behind bars. I always thought that she did it. He did it, though. No, I know he did it, but it always looked like she did it. Maybe she did. I feel like that's a fucking movie. he's going to jail for life. Yep. So a man gives his false name to the police while wearing the ID tag with his real name on it. Mm-hmm. How's this smart guy going to do uh, it? He's no. done. Yep. He's so it's done. over for you, son. We already talked about DeSantis signing the law that got rid of yep. child sex toys. Yep. Uh, Amazon filed a patent to record your voice even before you say Alexa. That's powerful. <laughs> that's from BuzzFeed News. All right. So a Reddit user was allowed to remain anonymous following a court ruling. So someone wanted to know who the fuck he was and he won to remain anonymous. Harvey Weinstein's lawyer is going after him for nearly 500000 And he won. <laughs> he won. Yeah, pretty much. $44 million. If Florida he's man, not going to jail. He's not. He's not going to jail. If he turned man, it around. He's a serial rapist. And he turned it around. $44 million. Yeah, no. In this case, his lawyer is asking for five hundred k. So say he hasn't paid him. A Florida man claimed he didn't know. What he was doing. And we're out. <laughs> yeah, for a second, we can pause it. That's fine. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, this one bothered me. Uh, several more alleged victims are located after the Osceola. 
This guy that worked in Orange County, California, was a male nanny. Now he's charged with molesting two more boys, mm. says the Laguna Beach police. So this weirdo, uh-huh. who hires male nannies? What about that? Do you believe in male nannies? I think they can be effective. I'm just not sure that there are that many of them. I, I, right? I don't know. I would have to know the guy. Sure, absolutely. I, I don't think I can let a stranger male take care of my baby. Why do you think it's... I, I don't know if it's just like gender roles or... The usual I have to know the male before I let some guy so, that so wants you, to take you, care of boys. You, you put a guy under more scrutiny, even if he comes. Listen, even if he comes professionally recommended, has certifications, has passed all the checks, etc., right next to a female, you would still pick the female over the male without further knowledge. You said something that. different, which is passed all the checks. So if you're coming from like, a no, I, I wouldn't. Agency, I wouldn't hire a nanny without having all. Agreed. Everything that I could possibly check, checked. <laughs> I would go with the female first. Okay. In that You're moment, a sexist. I would. I, I <laughs> You're a sexist. I'd rather, I would hire a male if I used a male or if someone already used him that I trust. Okay. Fair That's enough. fair. Fair enough. If, if, if no one I know has used mm-hmm. you and you're trying to take care of little kids. Yeah. I'd rather Boys or girls. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'd rather have a female yeah. be that stranger. Even if she's going to abduct them and Correct. sell them. So a judge orders Jesse Smollett's <laughs> criminal case to be oh, unsealed. I can't wait to talk about I that. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> I can't That's wait crazy. to talk about that. The Huawei executive is accused by a United States startup of an involvement in trade secrets. So they're still going at it. Yeah. That, that company keeps getting hit yep. left and right. Yep. I think Trump's using them in part of this deal to make China come to the table yeah. and and make the changes that are needed yeah. for them. I think that's going to work itself out. I think and, it will. In bigger, bigger ways than that, though. But that specific instance, I don't think that's really going to have much of an impact. But, go on. So, the Florida guy about to be executed, a serial killer who went on a murderous spree with 10 yeah. women, mm-hmm. and with dozens more in Florida is going to be executed. It's just like Ted Bundy. Yep. Just like Bundy. Oh my God, we could have a whole episode on that. We are. Avenatti got charged with defrauding yep. Stormy Daniels. Yep. Which at some point she came out and said she never slept with the president, which is interesting. Um, well, I, I think there's so much to that. I think Avenatti is one of the most interesting people to, been, to have been, like, to have stolen the public eye in the last couple of years where... Like there's it, it's this whole litany of things that most normal common people are like what like what do you mean you owned a coffee business and then you had to like shut it down because it wasn't ever profitable and then <laughs> yeah, well, how, so you're a terrible businessman but you're a really really good like corporate attorney and then you make all these horrible business deals and then you put your personal life on the line and then you just get it over your head like immediately like the, the money problem started just immediately when he first touched it you're, you're a terrible judge terrible. of resources terrible. <laughs> and you thought you were going to run for president you thought you were going to run for president you got pushes for people on TV that, <laughs> that make a living on telling people how to think oh my god I want to talk about him so bad <laughs> yeah, we're going to save him for another day uh, this Maryland pediatrician was charged with rape and indicted on 65 more charges. How do you get Including indicted? nine counts of child sex, 
sex abuse. How do you get indicted on 65 counts of anything? By being a pediatrician. Oh, that's right. So it's a bad day for this guy. Got it. Got it. So if you're a, a child molester or you know an aspiring child molester, don't be a pediatrician. Because you're yeah, going to get caught. Yeah, County Grand Jury on Friday indicted Ernesto Torres on charges including nine counts of sex abuse and 43 counts of sexual offense in the third degree. Dr. Torres. Dr. We, we talked about Torres this. is no joke, dude. We talked about this. It's not, not the right thing to do with your medical degree. The significant other was watching the documentary. I could only hear it in the back, and it was about um, the Michigan doctor. Okay. I think that's really interesting, too. I mean, it's, he, it's, rubbed, it, he rubbed their pussies <laughs> nonstop with a bare hand. Yeah. So he would finger them. Yeah. And basically. only some of them were smart enough to be like, yo, this is not a normal exercise. Wow. And he did over 300. I can't believe it. I can't Insane. believe it. I can't Insane. believe it. We're going to talk about him someday. I have not seen the documentary, but it's out. One that I really wanted to get into, and um, I didn't have all the information. What basically happened is that there's a double agent, mm -hmm. and it's a former CIA officer who's jailed. He's a white, crazy-looking dude, and he was jailed for turning and working for China. Okay. Was he like an accountant? He was a former spy for the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. He has been sentenced for 20 years in prison after being convicted on charges of conspiring to transmit defense secrets in China, and the U.S. the U.S. Justice Department had said. Uh, Kevin Patrick Malloy of Leesburg, Virginia was found guilty by a federal jury in June of 2018 okay. of several counts of, cons of conspiring to provide national defense information to aid a foreign government in making false statements. Oh, okay. In the case... So he's going down for this real. This case is one of the alarming trend of former U.S. intelligence officer being targeted by China and betraying their country and colleagues, Assistant General John DeMars said a statement. The Justice Department said that Malloy 62 held numerous sensitive jobs within the government agencies and defense contractors. His career included working as a cover case officer for the CIA and intelligence officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA, and held a top secret security clearance until he stopped working for the CIA as a contractor in 2012. Uh -huh. He then launched his own consulting business. Uh -huh. How did that happen? Five years later, Malloy's he launched his own consulting failing. business, and now he's a his business Chinese is failing. Spy. The prosecutor says he was in danger of losing $900,000 in his home, $1.3 million in Leesburg. In February 2017, he contacted on social media networking LinkedIn by a recruiter from the Shanghai Academy of Social Sciences. Oh, I got contacted by those guys just last a week. A think tank that prosecutors believe is a front for the Chinese spy activity. Malloy made two trips to China and was given modified mobile devices by the Chinese officials to contact secret chats and was paid a total of $25,000 in American money in cash exchange for the documents and evidence showed. The government said that eight of those documents contained classified information, though it was not clear whether six of them were ever actually sent. Your object is to gain information and my object is to be paid for it, Malloy said in a message oh, to the Chinese. Man, what happened after that? Wow. Wow. Then in May 2017, Malloy oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the CIA to tell the agency about his operation, saying he was being recruited by Chinese intelligence agency. He turned over a modified mobile phone, so he turned himself in. This guy is crazy. <laughs> 
where the there's, FBI there's only one way messages out. with and the And that's through telling the truth. Malloy claimed that he had handed over only he had handed over only two essential worthless unclassified white papers on the policy in exchange for the money, Dang. his lawyer said. Prosecutors said that the documents were considered secret and related to Americans working undercover for the CIA and the lawyer had once been their handler. That's it. Evidence at Malloy's trial included surveillance video from a FedEx store in Wingleesburg where Malloy could be seen scanning documents classified secret and top secret. Oh, he got caught by a video camera. This what story an idiot. is nuts, Okay, right? I think we should probably revisit this because yeah. this is a lot of data. That's a lot of information. So anyways, this is a cool <laughs> story about the double agent that got caught. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well... That's, well, yeah, I think we probably cut it all. I mean, we cut as much as possible, and you guys, we are um, going to be growing. Right now, we're in a nice little place downtown looking at the big bank buildings, and we have big plans to hopefully continue to figure out what's the content you guys want to listen to, um, what's going to keep the conversation going because that's what we appreciate from you guys is the conversation. I tell you, I tell you what, keep it going more than anything is for you being on the show. So give us a shout. Yeah. Give, give us, us a shout. Up. Yeah. Um, Our week today at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah, send us an email, man. Yeah, we'll have you on the show. We, we could have you here in person or we could do it over the, uh, you know, the, the app. We can get you, get you we on the phone. About any subject that you want. That's our specialty. And um, no, in the world, your community, whatever we no, want to know. No opinions are off limits. Everyone's week is important, and our week today is to bring everyone up to date on how someone else's week went. Yep, yep, and and see how you feel about it. And see how you feel. That's about what it. we want to know. We want to get you so, to yeah. sound off on that shit. <laughs> OWT, we're out of here. That's right. And, we're uh, out like a trout. We're out like a trout. Girl Scout. <laughs> about like so we got through a lot of the <clears throat> we got through a lot of the topics that we want to get through tonight but um there was one thing that came across my desk this week about chelsea manning and so okay. i know i know that we're a little bit passionate about like <laughs> if we're private citizens we don't have any government standing whatsoever but you know i think information security especially if it's your own information and your own data like that's going to come up a lot between us in our conversations and something that Chelsea Manning was instrumental in was the you know the scandal about you know WikiLeaks and like having to like being forced to testify against other people in that scandal and um you know she or he or I think pretty sure it's she it is going to prison or has been rearrested for uh, not complying with a subpoena and is going to continue to be under media scrutiny and government scrutiny for the rest of that person's life. So I wanted to get your take on, you know, how do you feel about that? Because there's a there's a whole lot more to that case and that story. We were talking about Assange, you know, a little bit over the over the Twitterverse this week, and uh, how he's, you know, kind of again, instrumental in sharing information is not necessarily responsible for anything that came out of it or went into it, but sharing it 
and that's journalism in some people's eyes, but it's treason or it's subversive in some other way uh, to other people. So I wanted to get your, your take on that. It's interesting because there's been legal precedents of what Assange did already in American law. Right. And it's, I think, what the Washington Post did when they posted certain secrets. About? Um, like Watergate? It might have been Watergate. It might have been in part. Like The Post. Where, like, that's what that... Yeah. That's what that was. That shitty movie was about. <laughs> correct. Now, what they're trying to say is that Assange is not a reporter... Right, that he's a spy. He was a spy. Right, so, because he shared information that yeah. was already like documented somewhere. He didn't actually like sting somebody or set somebody up and then record them. He just shared information that he already had. They got so, from which is else. what a lot of people already do that aren't Assange for, right. with their sources. It's like it's like linking to a news story on Twitter. Like, how are you not an accomplice because you? And again, that kind of taps into the conversation we had last time about. You know what's the truth like what what is your truth what is your your narrative and say you link something to something a you, you post a link to a news story that was supplied by someone who is under investigation or has been indicted for uh, spreading information that's supposed to be classified does that make you an accomplice is that your fault that you found it interesting and wanted your friends to read it? It should. <laughs> it should. Alright, let's find out how the quality of this particular recording right, is. And that was our test episode. I appreciate you guys. Kaboom!